I don't I've been keeping track of the numbers so far. Like I think this is maybe the Sorry. I think third, you're on number yeah, maybe you might number four. You're my fourth my fourth interview. So we have here Oshanine. Welcome, welcome today. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm doing good. All right. Do you, you have a stage name, do you? Um <laughs> I have a nickname. It's Ocean. Okay. Yeah. But I yeah, call me Oceani, please. I can see that in the way that you move and flow. Flow. <laughs> like the ocean. Yeah. So tell yeah. us a bit more about yourself, people who don't know who you are. Tell me who you are, like as an artist. Word. Mm. Um, well, my name is Oshani. You can call me Ocean. A lot of my peers call me Ocean. Um, I am a dance artist and I specialize in street dance styles, locking, popping, hip hop, um, a little bit of house. I do like jazz funk and I have a pretty strong foundation and picking up choreography and doing commercial work as well. Um, I'm currently dancing with a few artists and some like local talent who are doing really well. Um, this artist from Montreal, her name is Rev. We're doing a summer promo tour, okay. traveling uh, across Canada this summer, which has been really dope. It's it's not like an on the road tour, but it's it's still a tour nonetheless. Um, that sounds really exciting to be able to do what you love, but also get to see. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah, totally. We went to um, Edmonton and uh, Winnipeg recently. I know we were talking about that earlier, and Mm -hmm. I was just like, "Oh, I've like never been to any of these places in Canada. I would never actually like. I would love to go. I've heard of the Banff. Oh yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, a long time. Haven't been a long time. Yeah, Um, but like, yeah, I haven't been to Manitoba or Alberta. Like that has never been a thing for me. It's weird. I don't know if it's because. We're from the city Toronto. specifically. Yeah, I've been, I've lived here my whole entire life and I haven't been outside of Ontario, truly. Yeah. It's only as I'm getting older and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I should go explore other places. Yeah, like your When country. I'm doing um, like interviews for like, you know, work, see these young people who have worked in PEI, in totally. Nova Scotia, they, they've worked everywhere. Yeah, I'm like, so what have I been doing my whole life? Just yeah sitting told my thumbs in scarborough that was going you know like i mean you live in such a i'm not gonna say toronto's the most developed city but like it's so developed it's like you're yeah. busy enough to yeah. be entertained to some degree but the world is so big and you get to learn a lot about yourself when you travel so that's been like a thing on my my bucket list is traveling for work and something that i want to continue doing but yeah, um, dancing for Rev. I'm also dancing for one of my favorite artists right now. Her name's Charmaine. And oh, oh yeah. Big up Charmaine. Yeah. Charmaine is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm just like so into her and like her aesthetics are gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> but also just like I love seeing her do her her work. Like watching her work, I'm like, whoa, you're so talented. I'm inspired. Um, so I just started dancing with her this summer. That's been really cool. And um, ooh, Rev, Charmaine. Who else? I feel, What's the I feel names? bad. What's the names? I feel bad because I... Because you've been so busy. I forgot. Oh, Havaya Mighty. How could you forget? How I didn't want to forget, forget, but like... so dry. Sister Mighty, beyond that. I love that. you. I do. <laughs> uh, but I had the opportunity of doing the Junos for her. And also, um, I'll be dancing at Rolling Loud for her as well. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been like, it's that's been my summer pretty much is live stage performances, which I haven't had in over two years. Mm-hmm. And so that's been like an interesting. So how was it getting back into live performances again? It was, in, I, I like, mean, how like, did you shake off the. I feel like live performances are so uh, fulfilling because of the exchange of energy. Like, it's it's such a beautiful thing. It's really hard to put into words, but it's it feels so good. It feels so good to be on stage and to share that way. Um, so you just listed some pretty big names right right there. Um, how do you get ready to get on that stage perform? Like, what gets you into the zone to have that much creative um, exchange with people? Um, I mean. I think it's about the dance first. And so more than anything, I really want to do a good job. <laughs> and start. so it's a good start. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I want to make sure I eat these steps, you mm-hmm. know? And so I like, there's rehearsals and we practice. And I think about like, like my own artistry and how I want to uh, show myself as an artist and how I want to evolve as an artist. And, I sort of fall into that like really analytical approach to my craft. Mm -hmm. But then once you get on stage, you're like, I let's just have a good time, you know? (laughs) So I actually have a show tonight. That's why, that's why I got a boogie after this. All right. All right. Well, well, understand. We appreciate coming on on a Sunday. It can always be a bit difficult. I was at home watching YouTube. I was like, oh no, maybe I should get ready. (laughs) We should get ready to work. Right, 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 right. 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 If we could just <laughs> hang out all day, like, I wouldn't be mad. Mm-hmm. I need, like, seven extra days in the week so I could just relax. At minimum. Yeah. So you did mention dance, right? Um, have you been able to tiptoe into any other art mediums um, besides, like, movement? Um, I more recently... More, more recently, like within the last couple of years, we've been getting into acting, which is like hilarious. Let's go. It's so funny. Let's go. I'm He's so bad. I'm so <laughs> bad. But I love it so much, which is annoying. Yeah. It's annoying that I love this thing. It's, but yeah, it's, uh, my relationship with acting has been like, uh, almost like a, a crave or an urge to experience this like bliss moment that you get when you dance. There's like this blackout phase. It's, it's like a surrender. You're like art to me kind of means like it's already there. It already exists in the universe and you're just like a vessel to it. And so you have an opportunity to like open yourself up to God's good work and it come through you. Which is magical. You're like, whoa, where did I go? But you're there the whole time. And mm-hmm. you also get to witness it in, in, this, in that state. And so... Um, yeah, other people get to witness it and appreciate it, feed off of it, be inspired by it as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like meant to be shared. And so I feel like that kind of desire is also in acting. Like I also, I've, I've experienced this bliss moment in acting where I'm like oh I, I gotta do this again and they they overlap a lot so like in my were job. you looking at like musical theater type so like on stage acting plays or 
Do you want like commercial work where you're doing shows, movies, tea? You said everything, <laughs> you know, like, okay. um, I think the people that I really look up to are in TV and film. And so naturally that's where I see myself. However, the artists that inspire me the most all did theater. And so more recently I've been like, I want to do theater. I want to do theater. I want, I want to do theater. I want to do theater. I want to do theater so bad. Like, so I could just learn. There's like really cool uh, character development that seems to happen on when you do something for a long period of time. Whereas in film and TV, it's like, it's short. The stories are shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like in movies, like the stories are shorter. Yeah. And so you don't have as and much time. Filmed. Yeah. yeah and to, it stays. And it stays. Yeah. And then that's it. But in theater, you have moments to grow with yeah. the character and learn more about this person that you're helping create or bring to life. So there's that. And um, that, that is, that's an interesting desire of mine that I'm, I recognize will take a lot of time to evolve in. And so it's just kind of there. It's nice to like try something different for sure. But um, it sounds like you also have that muscle understanding, right? You understand that, um, the creation already exists, right? It's you has to evolve in your character to get there. It seems like you have that in dance already where it is very fluid. You get to express yourself. So I think you have that. The muscle's there, right? Just kind of keep muscles, working on it. The muscle's totally there, which is cool because it's life is interchangeable that mm-hmm. way. Uh, outside of that, though, I've been doing event planning, Yeah, yeah, I've been coordinating some events in this city and that's been like very fun. I really enjoy. Can you name drop a couple of them? Maybe. Um, Yeah, they're so like (laughs) they're so random. But I did. It was called Feeling High. It was at a cannabis shop and it was featuring three local talent or three local acts in the city. And um. The cannabis shop is called Greenport. It's on college. I live right on top. And Vivian Wilson, the owner, um, uses their space for the community. And so I just like reached out to all the people that I knew that sing. And we kind of just like come in, congregated. And it ended up going so well. It was so cool. Great turnout. And just like, it's so nice to see music live. And it was towards the end of the last wave where everyone's locked up. Mm-hmm. And so people were outside. really ready for the expression, really ready. Yeah. And it was just like nice to give artists an opportunity to showcase their work and get paid for it because it did really well. And then more recently this summer, I hosted an event with a good friend of mine, Taryn Wilson, the Western Hustle and Show. And it was at Revival, which is a really dope venue. Um, and we also had three upcoming artists there and they were so stunning. And then also like a pop-up market of like, uh, like a, a makers, so yes. people who make things and it was also really dope. And it was nice to just like put our minds together and our hearts together to bring people together. And it was really dope. From what I've seen, um, when I used to do any kind of live performances before, go to them. Um, I think we kind of, we didn't appreciate it when we had the chance to do it. Locking things down for two years and coming back up. Do you see anything different in the way that people are responding? 
I think so. I think so. I think like, I think people definitely want to uh, experience art. Like there's so much more appreciation for, for art artists um, where people are taking the time to celebrate it by, by going to shows. And I think, you know, like Toronto has, um, like enough of a following where a big artist could come to Toronto and so many people will come out. But I think there is more emphasis on local talent. There's more celebration on local talent. And people are just like, yeah, yo, like I live down the street from her and she's like, (laughs) you know, blown up. It's so cool. But it's still beginning stages, you know? And so Toronto has so much talent. There's some conversations that we have here on the network often about there's lots of talent, right? Lots of people who really, really want it, but maybe it's the infrastructure that hasn't been built as yet, right? So it does take people who are just like locals to say, hey, can I do a show at your shop on a Sunday? Can I come over there and bring a crowd just to do a yoga class or teach a class? Like it does kind of uh, take us to connect people and network. What's that lady say? Uh, Issa Rae? Network laterally, like network across the board, right? Don't oh. network to be reaching up. Network with people you actually know. Yeah, And word. who will actually show up and yeah, word. have as much skin in the game as you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Good to hear. Totally. Good, good, good. Yeah. So when do you know you've made it as an artist? Oh my God, I don't think that ever <laughs> okay. comes. All right. I don't know if I, I, I really, I don't know. I think it could be different for everybody. Um... Because you've been on TV at this point, right? So some people say, checkmark, Juno Awards. <laughs> Honestly. Well, Rolling loud, checkmark. That's, that's Keep going. A, you know what? That's a really interesting point for like success and artistry because you think that, I think like my my personal journey as an artist, I'm learning that it's really not about those opportunities has nothing to do with like those opportunities that you get because once they happen, they're, they're done. And Mm so your art has like that, your, your artistry is a, like those great opportunities are a byproduct of your craft or your dedication to your craft. And so I think, I think for me, I'll know when I've made it, if I have like, if I've healed myself and I've helped others heal on their journey through my craft, through my crafts, when that happens, I think I'll, I'll reach a place of content where I know that I'm on the right path and creating this way and continuing to create that way would be the most fulfilling thing that would make me the most happy. I think, right? Like to to have made it would mean that you're the most happy here. <laughs> right? But like once you're on TV one time, it's, it's over. over. And it's so over. the happiness also dissipates. Yeah. And so what is what really keeps you happy? I think it's giving. I think it's service. And there's a part in any like entrepreneurs or self-employed or anyone who's kind of 
on the path to creating their own way where you do realize it's not about actually uh, the deliverables, right? It's all the behind the scenes work and tears and laughter that no one gets to see um, in the basement, in the dark, in the corners that Oof. no one gets to go to, to see that one portion. Um, what I've learned is that I was doing all the hustling and bustling around it. And then by the time I actually got to the event, I was still in hustling and bustle mode. So I'm just running around like, right? Not enjoying anything. Didn't get a piece of food, didn't get a piece of roti, didn't get nothing from the event that you helped put together. And then everyone leaves feeling very fulfilled. But I think there's also that after that, it's a little bit of sadness that can seep in when all the busyness around it is done. Um, But from what you're saying, it's about kind of not focusing on the deliverables anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because, because life does have the ebb and flow. It does Mm -hmm. have its ups and downs that like, it can't be the tangibles that tell you that you've made it as an artist. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's so much more complex. It's so much more internal, so much more personal, so much more spiritual. Um, that gives you the knowing that, that you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing. And this is your destiny and <laughs> I've made it. I've made it to this place, you know, but we are also humans um, or, or spiritual beings that seek evolution. And so once you've done one thing, you're naturally, you desire more. Of course. And so. But I think what's important is usually you're better equipped, right? You're better equipped to manage each of those milestones that you keep getting to. You're yeah. better equipped each time. But I had a friend say something really cool to me that stuck with me. I'm probably going to butcher it, but like... (laughs) What did you you take from it, though? (laughs) What I took from it was that, like, your life is, like, you start off... You start off as, like, a clump of clay. All right. Okay? (laughs) A clump of, like, solid... Like, a stone. And life chips away, chips away, chips away. And by the end of your life, you have a sculpture. Mm-hmm. And so it takes your whole, your whole life to get this, this exquisite sculpture, yeah. you know? And so like, and time, it, it takes time. time. It, takes. it takes time. It's not, it's, it's not something that you get in your 20, although it could look like it, you know, in your twenties or in your thirties, you know, you, you made it on TV. You got this much money. You got a crib. You're married. You got kids. Like all those things that society tells us, tells us that, you know, you made it. But like, it just, it looks so different for all of us. We all have our demons. That's why we're here in the first place. And so, you know, I think the point would be to evolve and to let life happen. And, you know, by the end of your life you've left a legacy you know so how do you get this kind of mindset in the industry that you're in because Mm -hmm. the industry that you're in is entertainment there's a lot of judging there's a lot of um numbers data that's being taken how do you maintain this kind of mindset uh while also having to perform and deliver Mm. I think deep reflection, uh, solitude, stillness, uh, building a better relationship with my intuition and living authentically, unapologetically 
to myself in alignment with myself. Can you go back to solitude a little bit? Like, what does that actually look like? Because it could sound like you're just by yourself at home, which casting your dogs, watching YouTube. So what does that really look like um, to maintain that mindset? Oh, for solitude specifically, I think it looks like just time alone. But what you do with your time alone is totally up to you. But I think, yeah, like what you're doing is just removing like the movement around you. You're just like removing the chaos and you're just giving yourself an opportunity to see things for what they are. Um, And it's hard to do that when you're so simulated, you know? So I think, yeah, I think, I think literature is also really important. And so really like finding a sense of mentorship and, in like knowledge, which I find in, in books, I think, you know, like storytelling is so important. Like if I had a grandma who would just like, I have one really good relationship with one of my grandmothers and she'll like sit down and talk to me and I find it very nourishing. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, like if I had like an elder to like sort of share life philosophies with me, I think that'd be really cool. But um, I find most of that in books. I read a lot. The reading has saved me. Thanks. (laughs) That and like the right podcast, you know, and those are things that you could do in solitude. That's hard to do in company. You know, it's hard to read a book with somebody else. You know, or to especially the way our world is right now. Like I remember, you know, you know me from high school, but I remember like in high school, like, I'd be the one that's like, we're in a social gathering. There's a book in my bag, right? Like there's an actual like Word. book in my bag. So you kind of are gonna go through this point, especially in your teens and your twenties, as a young lady, where you're told these things. You're so like, you know, stay home, relax, right? You don't have to be out and busy anymore. You don't have to always say yes to people that you don't really realize until you're a bit older. And have a destination and have a focus that these are all skills that your elders are telling you that are real life. They maintain your physical health, but also your mental health. Uh, Do you have any tools that you can share that revolve around like your wellness routines or spiritual journey? Well, that's a loaded question. It is. Here we are. (laughs) You said solitude. Yeah, you said destiny. <laughs> um, well, first, I think it's so cool. I, I think, like, I didn't know that you had books like that in high school. That's yeah, so no. cool. I did not read no. in high school. I, no, I did not do any such thing. Um, I found reading a little later in life. And so the impact the of that was really great. You never read Coldest Winter Ever? What? Coldest Winter Ever? I did. You read that? Okay. I definitely did. Well, you know what? I I was attracted to reading. Yeah. I just didn't see how important it was. Okay. But I was attracted to it. So like, if the book was good. Yeah. First of all, I love Sister Soldier. I read all her books. Did you read the recent one? Oh, the... the I forgot what it is right now. Don't stress your head. Yeah. But the last, last one. Did you read it? I didn't. I did. I read the first couple of chapters. It's like after um, the midnight. It's after midnight, right? Something like that. Way after. Yeah, it came out like 12 years later or something. I watched an interview. Um, she is one of my favorite authors, so shout out to Soldier. Um, but my practices, my practices save me. Literally, it's what's given me like 
an opportunity to have clarity and a relationship with myself, which I think could be like, if you don't understand what that means, like it'll just kind of go over your head. It's like when your parents are like, yeah, read and stay at home and don't say yes to everything. I can tell you how many times I've heard that, but it just didn't mean anything to me. And so, um, I think these practices have really encouraged me to have thought, to be able to think for myself. And that's built a better relationship with who I am as a person. And to describe that deeper, it's, I think it's spiritual. It's this, it's this understanding of what your intuition is. It's understanding what your voice is and what it sounds like and when it shows up. Mm -hmm. And when you're like, you know, in the world, you're not like, what is my voice saying? Is this for me or this isn't? You're sort of just like living and you're going with the flow. But there is like uh, a spirit of discernment. There's like a spirit that like helps guide you. And I think that your trauma, your culture, your if you're like marginalized, like there are all these different things that could separate this voice that you have with yourself. Um, it could separate you. And so you end up really lost and in a cycle, like you're in a loop. You, you're you like, I've been here before. This sucks. I've been here before. This sucks. Yeah, and the same you, pattern. You, yeah. Same it's lessons a, over and over same again. Same lessons over and you're like, what is going on? Yeah. But you don't know who you are, you know? And so for me, for me right now, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that how much my mind, body, soul is connected. And so over the pandemic, I started doing yoga and that really connected my, me to my, me as in like my mind. So you started doing yoga during the pandemic? More seriously. Okay. I started years ago. Because I just, for, in my mind, if I think like dance i'm like yeah no obviously they do yoga (laughs) um but you're saying that like taking like full classes or doing full routines i think more so like yoga could started as a trend for Mm -hmm. me like oh this is a good way to take care of my body and so i started hot yoga when i started dancing um but it's really mind body spirit like there's there's of mind, body, spirit practicing happening when you do yoga uh, that teaches you how to listen to yourself and then how to encourage yourself. And um, I think I really learned that during the pandemic. I did like a 90 day yoga challenge and then I kind of just didn't stop. I do go through like phases of of breaks. Of course. um, But that really taught me what it's like to have my mind be silent and uh, in turn also when my mind is chaotic, like the monkey mind. And so I'm now able to observe my thoughts. When you're able to observe your thoughts, you have a chance to see your conscience. Like you're, you have a chance to see why your or emotions are a particular way and why you feel a particular way or why you react a particular way. And in order to find yourself or to get closer to your destiny, you have to be able to witness yourself. You have to be able to see yourself, to observe yourself so that you can make a change. Right. I think yoga definitely is a good tool for that. Um, I understand what you mean as far as like 
it had it did have a little trending moment. So she like hot yoga. And I love hot yoga. It's so like, good. I miss hot yoga so much. It's um, so good. But you're right. As far as it can be uh, really intimidating um, to sit with your own thoughts and actually look and reflect at yourself. Because sometimes you just don't want to look at it. <laughs> Yo, bro. Like, you I just never... don't want to see on this mat like, at all. Can we just leave it here and never look at it again? Sure. Yeah. The shadow work is real. <laughs> yeah. The shadow work is so real. Um, and I don't think it ever goes away, but I think we could build a better relationship yeah. with it. Um, but to combat that, journaling has been really helpful. Yeah. Man, if I don't journal, I feel it. Yeah. Like my spirit feels it. My body feels it. I feel crazy. I don't know what I'm saying, who, what I'm, who I'm talking to. Where am I? Like, yeah, yeah, same. I find if I stay away from journaling for too long, I have like these series where my entries are like, oh, I haven't been here in a while. Like all oh, my entries are like, I should do this more often. Ah, <laughs> Maybe I should do this more often. It's hilarious. good. Hilarious. Because it's also too, like, I find myself, like, uh, very, uh, just, like, verbal diarrhea when I'm not journaling. It's like, no, this is, like, a journal entry thought. This should have been in a book and burned. I maybe shouldn't have had the outward expression. So the combination of, like, journaling and yoga. Yeah. Um, I remember going through hot yoga classes where done the class, feeling good, feeling great leave shower leave and i'm like in the car like raging because someone cut me off right like Ooh. that kind of that extreme serenity that kind of just like can change to anger really quickly i learned that having things like yoga but also feeding my body with the right foods and consuming the right things before and after a class so as you're saying podcasts reading journaling um are really good ways to balance that and I think sometimes when we speak about like yoga wellness, people take it like, oh, I spent like three hours of my morning or two hours of my morning pouring into myself. Sure, if you have the time, but majority of people have like 20 minutes. Majority of people have 50 minutes. So like I'm an advocate for like just like bed yoga recently, like totally <laughs> keeping it simple, keeping it normal, 10 minute stretch, breathe, pray, whatever you need to do in that time. And having that spirit of discernment is what kind of keeps coming back to that inner voice, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're definitely correct when there's a lot of voices and you don't realize um, sometimes that that's something that like someone told you a long time ago out of anger. It's not a real thought about you. It's not a real reflection of the way that you are, the way that you've seen out of anger. Someone said that thing and now it's stuck to you, right? And it's only your responsibility. No one else's responsibility to look at that thing and Remove it from your life. Yeah. All the things that don't serve you. Totally. And like, even to add on to that, I think like, yeah, you can nourish yourself uh, mentally, um, but also with the food you eat too, you know, like, like, I like my vegetables and it does really support you when you do put the right things into your body and I find like teas have been the thing that I've been gravitating yeah. towards. Yeah. The last couple of days. Tea and moringa seed. <laughs> Turmeric and ginger yeah. with a little bit of pepper. And like your gut is totally tied to your emotions. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you got to take care of your body so that you could feel good mentally. Um, and then you could take care of your body different ways. You can take care of your mind different ways. But. So in dance, there's a lot of athleticism, of course, right? Like, do you have any, like, 
wellness routines that prepare you specifically for the physical movement of dance? Uh, stretching. Yeah. Stretching is very helpful. And I think that yoga, like I find a lot of strengthening in yoga. Um, yes, I a worked, sun salutation could be a drag. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't worked out. I've been, I've been doing 26 and two. Was that? Which is Bikram yoga. Okay. So the poses are just like challenging. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Um, but I, yeah, I think working out is important. Uh, I haven't worked out in a while. But with that being I said. I never work out Oshani. <laughs> honestly, like, yeah. Never. I could see like, I do dance a lot. And I think that is a bit of a workout. But strengthening my body. Like I did a little workout two weeks ago. And I was like, ah, oh, if I worked out, I'm so strong. You know, like. <laughs> And if you're like, you should take care of your body, you know, um, it makes you live longer. I think oh, I lost my thought. It's all right. Remember. We're just talking about athleticism and how you prepare yourself. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. If you answer, that's OK. OK. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do like a lot of uh, osteotherapy. OK. Which is so like an osteopath, they deal with like the fiscal part of your body, all which right. is the layer on top of your muscles mm-hmm. that hold memory of injury and yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, and I get massages regularly. I go to spa regularly. Good. Like, Take care of yourself. You do. You have to do no, both. That's really amazing to hear. Because I think um, I haven't done like spa days really, unless it was like specifically for a thing. I've never kind of taken those steps to say, you know what? Let me just book it. For myself. Yeah, you deserve it. I'll try. You deserve (laughs) it. Well, that's the thing too. Like I started reading this book. I have not finished. So on chapter one, Uh, but it's just real. You don't have to finish books. You know, there's no rule that says you have to finish a book. This is true. I'm like like a chapter here, a chapter there. I'll come back to you in a couple of years. Exactly. It's okay. (laughs) Exactly. And so the gem that I've been left with so far is uh, journaling like three pages every day. And then also uh, date once a week and just like we live so much in the with the idea that we must give but in order to receive like in order to give you have to receive you have to be okay with receiving like it's a cycle and so teaching yourself to receive is just as important as being of service and giving and so taking yourself on a date getting yourself a treat like those are all a part of the things that help nourish you, you know, like you want abundance, you want, you want to evolve, you want to get to your goals, your, your destiny, but you're not willing to receive anything, mm-hmm. you know, you're not in the, not in the hands open kind yeah. of, <laughs> you won't do it for yourself, yeah. but you want someone else to do it for you. It's an interesting expectation to have, Yeah, you know, so mm. that's been important for me more recently. All right. Thank you for that share. I know sometimes I like, digging into some of these <laughs> really personal yes. behind the scenes can be a bit hard, oh, cool. but I, I do appreciate it. Um, so to bring it back to dance, like you've mentioned a couple of different types of movement that you do. Um, which one do you enjoy the most? You said, can you, can you list them again? Yeah. Say them again. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I do locking, mm-hmm. uh, popping, hip hop. And house, uh, jazz funk. I don't even know if that's really a style. It is. It is a style. It is. Um, and jazz funk could get like to, you see it a lot in commercial dance. Um, and 
I love all of them for different reasons. All different reasons. I think I, the style that I do the most that I'm like, I feel really confident about is locking. And, but my favorite is hip hop. Like, die hard hip hop. Hip hop and like, I just, I have a lot of vision for what I want to do with hip hop dance. So I'd have to say hip hop. Do you mind sharing maybe what you would like to do with hip hop dance in the future? Um, yeah, the work that I am hoping to do in this lifetime is, like, I just want to create art. Like, I just, there are, like, bucket list things I think a lot of dancers aspire to do. But for me, I want to, like, create beautiful work. I think it looks like a short film. <laughs> Pardon me. A short film. Is your first time saying it out loud? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. why? No, 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 no. You said it out loud before? I feel like I have. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I talk about it so much. It's so annoying. Okay. Um, but a short film um, and, like, a live stage performance within the same world. I imagine it being, like, theatrical, like, dance. It's so easily, like, oh, let me just do this dance move. But I want to, like, incorporate art and thought and critical thinking and just like an opportunity to look at this piece of work and take what you need from it or allow it to inspire you in whatever way you it does. Um, and so I hope to create work, just like a piece of work that could go on a stage, <clears throat> a very profound stage, or like have a film be like nominated for something as a dancer, choreographer. Um, I hope to work with artists as well, like the choreographer for an artist. It's something I haven't, I've started, but haven't really sunk into. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I'm hoping to do more. Do you mean choreographing more pieces for other? Is that what you mean? Uh, like most artists who have dancers have a choreographer to choreograph their dance. Okay. And so work like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I throw a quick question also in there? Yeah. The, you know, those, the dance competitions, so you think you could dance and all those different things. Have you ever like explored those worlds? Like as far as not even just the competition, but even working behind the scenes? Um, I personally have not, uh, but I think they're really cool. I think it's, I think it's like a divine you know, like if someone has the opportunity to work on a show like that, it was made for them. Mm. And it's like really good timing and it nurtures them in a great way. Yeah. And opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That those those platforms are great. I think they're a great platform. But I have not like waited in line at So You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> <laughs> and like okay. got the whole number thing. And I was like, Pick me. Vote for me. Yeah, vote for me. Vote for me. I don't know. A dance, I, honestly, dance found me. And so I never was like, grew up being, you knew me. Yeah. I, I like did musical theater. Did musical theater, dance. I did musical theater. I have, and I I have some of those um, photos. Oh, really? One day, girl. <laughs> One day, those photos will be out of you doing um, Ursula, Bye Bye Birdie. And it was, uh, we did the, oh my God, the Buster Rhyme songs. Uh, that was popular at that time. 
Oh, touch it, rain it, babe. Yeah, turn it, leave it, stop for oh a minute. I have pictures on that particular dance. Oh my god, that's so great because there's like I'm like doing a lot of childhood trauma work, and a lot of my memories are like foggy. Like I don't remember a lot of things, mm-hmm. and so that would be great. I would love that. I have those photos. I'll, I'll send it to you privately. Don't worry. Please. Thank you. Oh, my It'll God. It will be featuring my gap that was the size of Uranus. Oh, yeah. You got rid of your gap. I did. I got braces. How long did you have braces for? Just a year. That's it? Yeah. Just a year. I was like four years. <laughs> me forever. I remember. Yeah. Full of braces from the yeah. time you met me. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you get into that? Because... I think I've told you before that I know that when I saw you dance, right, that you seem really, really happy, really for it, very natural for you. Uh, your performances happen really naturally. And I think the version of you that I used to know, right, um, was maybe a little bit not reserved, but you kind of kept to yourself for the most part. You were friendly, of course, and warm, but you're pretty like there right so yeah. when I did get to see you with that kind of expression and then seeing you years later really holding on to that I was like I know I'm so happy you found that so what was the push into dance uh entertainment full-time honestly I think my personality follows like going with the flow like uh, I'm just going to do this thing. I'm going to try this thing and see where it goes, which has been a blessing. But it could also be a curse, mm-hmm. you know, especially if there's no intention behind it. Um, and so I think there, there is a part of me that must have loved this thing. Like even as a child, I must have like always ended up in a space dancing some way, somehow. But I do remember being very reserved, very quiet, very to myself. Mm-hmm. Me on stage is hilarious. <laughs> But there's there's a part of me that like craved this thing. And so I think that's where like all the childhood trauma healing is inserting itself into my life now, because for whatever reason, I didn't feel compelled to sit in that power at that age. Um, And so. When dance had a big impact on my life, because there was Rick Hansen and I had done the dance program there. And then I did the musical theater program there. And I was just like, oh, this stuff's so cool. And the church that I went to mm-hmm. also did a lot of that stuff. And so, um, I'm pretty sure I went to church with you at least once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was dancing a lot at yeah. church. Not very good. Yeah. Not very good. Not very good. And so my sister, I don't, and like, I'm, we were just into music and music videos and all that. Mm-hmm. And so my, when I moved back to Brampton, my sister joined the studio, Joanne Chapman, and I went to her recital. And the dancers at the studio are insane. Joanne Chapman's like legendary. A lot of incredible dancers come out of this studio and they just, they do really well as business and just creating great dancers. And so I lucked out. I lucked out and being able to go to this, see this recital and feel inspired to dance. And so I went there for like four years doing like part-time part-time rec dance just for fun. Yeah. Just for fun. And so, and I did that at the end of high school. So I was dancing with babies for fun. Yeah. Um, And then I went to college and they had a dance team, tried out for the dance team. 
I think you told me you're going to be like forensic sciences. Yes, yes, yes. I was going for forensic <laughs> science and I ended up going to school for behavioral science. Anyway, it, it served its purpose. Of course it does. It takes a while, but um, it shows up eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after George Brown, I went to York University for a double major in sci- dance and psychology. and But I started with dance first really traditional dance, like modern ballet, which I wasn't very good at. And so I felt like discouraged. I also was paying for school myself. And I was like, this is a lot. Mm. Very, I'm like, just naturally, unfortunately, a very irresponsible being. Um, Like in terms of like adulting, it's just, it's far away from me. Still remembering who I am there. Okay. (laughs) And so I had decided to leave uh, York University I didn't finish my program, but I met this girl and she was like, oh, you should try out for this dance squad. It's called Boss Dance Company. And I made it, but I was so doo-doo that I was only on, <laughs> I was only on the, uh, the team B, team B that like was a training. <laughs> it was like a training. So like, I guess it's like team A, which is like best performances. Yes. And then team, team B, B was is like, like the, if someone breaks a foot. No, team B Barely, is like, okay. you're like, you're just training. Okay. You're not like really doing any performances. And so that was like my intro into the dance industry. Um, and then she, the, the, uh, the director of that company had tore her ACL. And so the classes stopped. I maybe did it for like a month or two. Okay. And then I was like, oh no, like, what am I going to do? Like, I wanted to do this thing so bad. And someone was like, you should just go take a drop in class. And so at like in my early, early-ish 20s, um, I took a drop-in class at mm-hmm. OYP and I fell in love. And at this time, okay. I had a, I just graduated from George Brown, got a job right at, like right off the gate. So I was working full time and I started taking drop-in classes at OYP. And I fell in love. And so I'd just go to work and then I'd just dance. I'd go to work. And it was therapeutic. I must have been running away from something clearly. But like, <laughs> it was very therapeutic. And it just like, it kind of took off right away. Right away, someone asked me to do their choreo ball piece. And I was like, sure, why not? But it was a big deal in the dance industry. And then that led to something else. That led to something else. That led to something else. Um, and then everyone that I knew at the time, they were doing so well because they have been doing it for a while. And I just like got into it and there's this dance um, crew called Footnotes that teaches like all the foundation of street dance, like locking, popping, hip hop and all that. And I did that in 2014. I see your face like light up for that one. Honestly, <laughs> okay. like I just, it really changed my yeah, life. It literally yeah. changed my life. And then I booked, uh, after a year and a half of doing that, I booked a tour with Superwoman. And I got to travel and okay. dance um, for like four months. And then I was like, man, this is what I want to do. It's so cool. And that kind of like initiated a drive to continue training um, and to travel and to learn. And it's like, uh, then I was just like motivated to like make a career out of this, being around people who were, who were also on that path. Like they were like, since they were kids, wanted to dance and knew that they could make a career out of it. And I kind of just jumped, jumped into it that way. 
Um, and then every time I feel a little discouraged, I'd be like, God blesses me with another opportunity that tells me this is for where you. you're supposed to find yourself. Yeah. yeah. So honestly, yeah, like dance is so random. It's so random, but also not because it was a, always a part of my life in some capacity. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you found ways of using dance for healing? Because you have talked about sharing with other people for healing, but you haven't talked about how it's doing healing for you. Mm, it, it is primarily that. Mm-hmm. It's primarily that. I think there's a part of me that like that desires to educate myself. Um, like uh, like I, I'm a sponge for knowledge and I there's there's just I don't know if I were to do things all over again, I think I might go to school for law or something like that. And something that has to do with the city that I live in, how I could directly impact the world that I'm in. And I think law is a really cool way of doing that. Um, but I do think that I was born into a lot of trauma, a lot of pain, a lot of um, dysfunction. And dance is literally the thing that saved me from it. Like dance is literally the thing that has opened my heart to a life of love, joy, abundance. It's the most beautiful thing. And I think that's what art is. I think, yeah. So because it is so close to you, I guess, how do you decide what you share with people, right? So I know that you create your own content as well, but what, how do you decide what you put out to the world and what you keep for yourself? Oh my God. Yeah. The stress. Yeah. <laughs> it's so real. Uh, <clears throat> I think, I think that has been a journey. I know that uh, what this art has taught me is the people pleasing complex that people develop as a child when they're in a, like a uh, uh, emotional unstable environment and so they become hypervigilant and seek seek um other people's approval by managing their behavior for their emotions and so essentially when i had started this journey of dance i would put content out that would be for somebody else to please somebody else except dance is art and it's it's a reflection of you and your journey and your process. And it, it's meant to be real. It's, it's not always feel good. It's not always feel good. It doesn't always look good. <laughs> and so it, I think it's up to you as an individual, as an artist, as a being to share what is compelling to you. Um, and I think that the beauty in that would be received by the beholder, you know, like, Someone else could think it's incredible. Someone else could think it's trash. How would you But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter, right? Yeah, it's the expression. Yeah, I do think that, you know, like if you, I personally do not care about my content, which is so annoying because I think if I did care, (laughs) then my stuff would be real good. Like I'd have some fire (laughs) shit, but I don't care. And so I post crusty videos. (laughs) <laughs> not crusty they're pretty some nice. <laughs> crusty grainy grainy like I looks like I have iPhone 4 <laughs> I 
And I'm just like, yo, this is fire. I want to share this. <laughs> this is what I'm putting in a reel. This is what I'm feeling. Getting. Yeah. yeah. But like, but I think too, like everyone's journey is their own. And yeah. there are some people who create in that way. And it's so inspiring. I think for me, like, like I told you earlier, it's more so this piece of work. I think that I'm I'm being molded for this this piece of work that's gonna win an Oscar or something. I don't know. On its we'll way. See. Yeah. That's that's what I'm focusing on. Thank you very, very much for all your expression today. We shared a lot and I really appreciate all the words and all your transparency. I really appreciate it. Uh, one thing that we like to do here is um you can think of uh, affirmation, a mantra, a couple of words of advice, right? Get it in your head. Okay. I'm going to give you a piece of paper and chalk. And if you can write it down for me, that'd be really amazing. And then we'll wrap up. Are you thinking about it? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Think, think yes, about yes. it. Right? I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. <laughs> I'm going to grab the paper. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. This of was course, so course. wonderful. Right, here it is. Sure. I did a first aid course. Though. <laughs> I also really love green, just so you know. He uses all, all the colors you need to use. Oh, okay. So do you use like affirmations in your in your life? I do. Yeah. You like I them? Go, yeah, <laughs> I go through phase. I like I remember when it, the idea just got introduced to me and I was like, oh, this is not working. But I I definitely see how affirmations and the practice of saying affirmations is helpful. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I have affirmations. So if it's an affirmation, maybe it's a mantra or just a couple of words that um, inspire you, right? Throughout mm-hmm. your day, uh, whatever that could be, put it down. So I think verbal affirmations, of course, really, really amazing. Um, but doing that, sh- like that shadow work or that self-reflection has to be paired together. Uh, yeah, I agree. This is, uh, there's two in here. It's a two for one. Okay. They're not related at all. Okay. It's kind <laughs> That's of all right. But they are like what's ringing in my heart. Mm-hmm. Do I present it? Yeah, you can show me and then read it out. My so first listen one, to your voice. yeah, listen to your voice and travel the world. Listen to your voice and travel the world from Oshani herself. You got to sign off on that. <laughs> got to sign off on I that. I can't. Someone <laughs> for sure told me this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I can't, you. I can't claim it. <laughs> I'm a Sherry. Thank you very, very much for these words of affirmation, but also for sharing a bit about your story, right? I learned new things about you today. And I'm really excited about your evolving self. Like as you're evolving, I'm for it. Like <laughs> as you're becoming, I'm for it. I'm really excited for what your future is, but more importantly, your present, right? Like it's amazing. 
Thank you. Thank you kindly. Thank you so much. Uh, so before you go, if you would like to share any upcoming things that you would like to share with the people and also where you'd like to be found. A word. Um, well, I don't I don't really have anything upcoming at the moment, but if you want to follow my journey, you could follow me at Oshani, O-S-H-A-N-I dot Ocean on Instagram. Right. Yay. Thank you. So follow her. There's lots of uh, amazing things coming on the pipelines. I'm sure Shortly, the planning, yes. planning stages, but you also have drop-in classes. I do have drop-in classes. You gotta mention those things. <laughs> I, I teach I teach drop-in classes. If you want to take a beginner hip-hop class with me, it's super fun. So they are beginner. They're beginner-friendly. Beginner-friendly, yeah, Great. for sure. Um, I teach on Mondays at the Underground, which is literally two minutes from here on at 4.45. <sighs> And if you're a little bit more of an intermediate dancer, I teach an intermediate class at 845 at the Underground Dance Center. I teach a locking class on Tuesdays at the Studio North. It's so funky. It's a party. <laughs> Literally, in my class, it's a party. And um, I also teach on Sundays at City Dance Court, 12 to 1, 1 to 2, absolute beginner, okay, and beginner hip hop. Um, and then I have some more teaching projects coming up in the near future at two of their studios, but follow me on Instagram and you'll get all those details. All those details. Thank yeah. you again, Oshani, for coming through. Thank you for having me. Of this course, is so man. dope. Of course, of course. What else would I be doing? <laughs> <laughs> Watching YouTube videos. Watching YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs>